The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm Bruce Clay, here with Jessica Lee and Virginia Nessie. Hey, everyone. Hi, good afternoon. You can catch SEM Synergy every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio Search Engine Optimization Channel, stream it on SEMSynergy.com, or pick it up on iTunes. All right, so if you're listening to this on Thursday at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific, which in that case you should come over to the chat room uh, because uh, it's fun. And I set up a quick little link there, bit.ly slash WMRChat. And, um, of course, if you're not listening live, we still love you. Thanks for listening. Okay, but anyway, if it's Thursday, November 17, then Bruce is in Chicago for SES. Um but in reality, you guys just basically got off the plane from Las Vegas and PubCon. Did you guys have a good show? I thought it was a great show. It was awesome. Yeah. I'm actually planning on going back and visiting all the money I left there. <laughs> yeah. Um, the crowd is definitely different than like an SMX and an SDS. How would you say that it's different? Well, it's even different from a PubCon. Uh, in the beginning, PubCon was very, very technical. It was a lot of webmasters. It was uh, an audience seeking more technical, how do you do it, and tactical types of things. Uh, over the past few years, they've actually merged a lot of ad tech type technical people in with it. By which so, I assume you mean a marketer, marketing focus, the communication side? Yeah, a lot more digital marketing, sort of everything all in one. So the, the show has actually morphed. I mean, by including ad tech, they were able to add a much larger audience to the PubCon uh, participants. But they brought different kinds of needs and concepts to the actual conference which made it very, very interesting. I think it's a, a greater uh, audience than they've had in the past. I think that everybody's quite intelligent. I noticed, by the way, um, that there were a lot of people where there's two or three people from the same company that went to PubCon. Mm -hmm. I think perhaps uh, the venue being Vegas and less expensive hotels than New York or something like that helped. Flights are cheaper. Well, they had a huge variety of speaking sessions. It was like, I don't even know, 30 sessions a day? Yeah, seven tracks, at least five sessions a day, yeah. It was, yeah, there was a lot to choose from. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, and if you really wanted to cover it, I think three people might not have been enough. 
Well, but, I know Outspoken Media had three people blogging. Right. Yeah. The other thing, if you've ever been to a uh, PubCon in the past, you might notice that they had a lot of exhibitors this year. Uh, I think they had 40 exhibitors, uh, where in the past sometimes they've had 10. So clearly a lot more action in the ex exhibition hall. Uh, they uh, had a lot more people going uh, from the booths. I heard there was a good amount of traffic from some of the people that were exhibiting there. One of the things in the past is because the sessions are so close together that there weren't a lot of people running into the exhibition hall, but they, they managed to get people focused through them. So, I mean, I'm obviously watching this from the outside, and I was looking at some of the information that was coming out of the conference, and one of the interesting sessions was with a keynote with Matt Cutts, and he wanted to make sure everyone was, real, you know, minds were at ease, that SEO is not dead. Um, that happened to be the title of a session that you spoke on, Bruce, and then, of course, Matt's there explaining that. SEO is marketing. Marketing is people. People will always, you know, be interested in in finding things, and this is a channel to reach them. So, well, I think that uh, as well, he emphasized that SEO, in its proper implementation, improves the quality of websites, and that is a big focus of Google right now. Uh, Google doesn't have any ability to go through and cause people to improve their website other than to penalize them if they don't. But they don't have a way to positively help websites. And that really becomes the job of the webmaster and the marketing people and, and people who are savvy for the kinds of things that Google is leading on. If Google leads by saying this is a good practice, then everybody's going to think it's a good practice and that's the way you are to go. And Google just has to lead in the right direction. So SEO is not dead. It's just it's just reforming itself, and it's more maybe the term SEO is dying, and where it's more internet marketing optimization and um, the convergence of all of these different things. Which is interesting. I don't know if you guys saw Search Engine Land is coming out with a new site called Marketland or Marketing Land. And it's going to have all of the internet marketing disciplines outside of SEO. Including email and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So full-on digital marketing is where we're headed. Yeah. And, um, and I, I want to be fair to Google and especially Matt. He did a fine job of fielding questions like, what about this privacy thing? And what does uh, the freshness thing do and I mean he covered a lot of other topics as mm -hmm. well um, and but fundamentally thereafter let's let's just get good results in there uh, to that end it was interesting to learn the news this week that AdWords excessive AdWords on a site is going to be a factor that could really hurt your site hmm. well I don't think Google wants really and and maybe this is the wrong way to put it but I don't think Google wants rampant affiliate sites all over the place. Mm -hmm. Those are sites that do make money, but they don't make money because of their own sites. They make money on other products that they just sort of, hi, I've got 50 sites, each one sells a whole bunch of products, I throw it against the wall, maybe something will stick every time I get a visitor, I make some money on it. Right. 
But yeah. it was it was it was just interesting to hear such a kind of direct like, yeah, those like low quality affiliates. Just how, how many times do we have to stop you around? We do not want this anymore. And that's interesting because I noticed there's a lot of affiliate marketers at PubCon. Well, early January, I speak at Affiliate Summit, I think, uh, uh, if all works well. And that'll be, I think, an interesting topic. Yep. Well, that's all the time we have for now. You can catch our live blog coverage of the PubCon sessions on the Bruce Clay, Inc. blog, bruceclay.com slash blog. Right now, it's time for a quick break, but stay there. More SCM Synergy is on the way. This webmasterradio.fm program is presented by AFCONEvents.com, A-F-F-C-O-N-Events.com. Dive deep into five days of digital marketing education and information at AFCON's inaugural Digital Marketers Cruise, March 17th to the 21st, 2012. Be a sponsor, exhibitor, or register today at AFCONEvents.com. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit the Internet Marketing Ninjas booth at PubCon 2011 Vegas or visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. Don't get caught in a web of confusion. Learn the ropes on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and right now I'm with Aaron Landerkin, and he is the guy in charge of the SEO tool set. Yeah. 
Um, and we thought we would do a segment here for you, just kind of focusing in on one of the tools, which is the Keyword Suggest tool. Keyword research is a pretty core part of the SEO process. Why is that? Well, <laughs> keyword research, uh, the way we do it here, is typically one of the things that we do first in the project. It helps you set up. It pretty much sets up the baseline for your success of the project, right? If you have bad keywords that you're you're trying to focus on in your SEO project, then you're not going to get the visitors that you want on your site because they'll be coming to your site for bad keywords. They're not going to convert. They're not going to buy anything. They're not going to sign up for your newsletter. They're not going to do anything on your site. They're just going to go back to Google and type something else in. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, you don't want keywords that are going to be way too competitive if you're a start site that's just starting out. Um, you really want to go after the, the kind of the sweet spot of traffic versus relevance of your site and, and how hard the, the keywords are to get. So um, when we get projects and we do keyword research up pretty much up front to get a good idea of, of what we need to do for the project, and that that keyword research will help dictate other stuff that we do on the project um, and, and, and where we do that on the project. So it sounds like the tools that you that- – are available that we're talking about are the ones that'll kind of give us the idea of the volume and the competitiveness? Yeah, for, for the most part, when you do keyword research, um, using most of the tools that are out on the inter- on the internet, they, they do a good job of giving you some suggestions. Um, they do it different ways. Some, <clears throat> some use uh, the suggestions that come straight from the search engine. So like when you type in something to Google and it gives you that list of suggestions, you can get those um, through other tools, and you can do the same thing with Bing. And so they'll take those suggestions and aggregate them together so that you can uh, get a decent list. Um, they may also give you the search estimated search traffic from some source. Um, there's other tools like Word Tracker that have the kind of their own index that they use. Um, and they're all pretty good tools, but we want to make ours a little bit unique. Um, in that it, it gives you suggestions that other tools won't necessarily give you, um, but that are probably more relevant. Um, and then we like we like data. We like a lot of data. So we, we try to give you a lot of data um, as much as we can, good or bad, um, about those keywords when we give them to you. Where are you pulling some of this data from? So we get our keyword data primarily from Microsoft. Um, they have a, a, a program that we're part of that uh, gives you data that looks into their ad center numbers, so you can get to cost per click, impressions, click-through rate on ads, um, and data like that. And then it also gives you some extra keyword classification data. And this is what really makes our tool stand out, is that we can get demographics for people that search for that keyword, mm-hmm. um, as far as like gender and, and age group. And we can also get categories in which the uh, the keyword is classified. So if you have a, 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 a keyword like the word hammer, I think is what um, Bruce was using at SES Chicago this week, um, hammer can be classified as a tool. It can be classified as like MC hammer. It can be classed, classified in, in a bunch of different ways. And so if you're trying to target keywords that, that may be broad and, and part of multiple categories like that, you want to know what the search engines actually think that word is. Mm-hmm. And then when you try to get suggestions, you want to get suggested words that kind of match that category because those are probably all topics that you want to, you want your site to be built around. Um, so basically when we do keyword research, uh, we use this tool and, 
and you put in a, a, a seed word or a set of seed words that are uh, comma separated and what it'll do is it will go out and it'll get suggestions based on uh, one of three factors. Um, the, the first one is it gets uh, what's called a related search. And so um, like if I were to type in the word SEO, I get related keywords like search engine optimization, internet marketing, search engine rankings, mm -hmm. um, SEO services might be a, a related keyword. Okay. And these are words that Microsoft has identified as being related so that when people type in a word like SEO into a search engine, uh, if they don't find the results they want, they may go in and try something else. That's like a re that's a related search or or kind of a drill down search. Um, the second way that we get them is by uh, using that seed keyword as part of another keyword. So if we were again, if we were to type in SEO, we might get words like SEO services, SEO company, SEO mm -hmm. consulting. Um, so larger phrases that might be searched. Right, larger phrases that have that seed keyword in them. Okay. Um, which are usually relevant to your topic, probably more often than not, um, but they may have lower search volume because the length of the phrase may get longer um, or they're more targeted than what you may or may be looking for. Mm. Um, and then the third way we do it is we actually dig through the ads that uh, people place when bidding on that word and we get other words that they bid on. Mm. So it's, it's kind of like a related search, but more from the person running the campaign standpoint. So if, if someone has an ad center ad that's focused on the word SEO, they may have ads on other things like internet marketing, SEO company, right. SEO services in Detroit. People who liked this also bought this. Right, right. <laughs> the people that run ads for this also bought these because they're performing well. And so what we do is we take all three of those sources and we get um, about 20 suggestions um, and aggregate them together. And, and so the ones that are appear in the most sources bubble to the top, and then we present them to you. Um, and then we also present the cost, average cost per click for those terms, um, the average click-through rate on ads for those terms, um, and the categories for those terms so that you can compare them to your seed words. Um, and then all that together, um, we use to get a good list of words that we can identify um, as being good keywords for the site and and move our project along and all this happen you know it all happens within seconds so you don't have to you know dig through the words you know for an hour or two hours in an excel sheet or anything once you once you get them on the screen you can just add them to your project and move along i see so then you would do the optimization on page and do you just return to this like process every once in a while to sometimes it, it, it depends on the, the project some projects have uh, and, and one of the one of the stats that we give you in the tool is actually a, a trending um, for the last year by month so you can see when keywords perform better through the year so if you have if you're a car if you're like a greeting card site you have very seasonal keywords um, mm -hmm. in which case that you're going to focus your efforts at different times of the year for different sets of keywords like Christmas cards versus Mother's Day cards versus Valentine's Day cards. They're all different. Um, so you may revisit the keyword research part depending on, on the business or the, the, or the client that you're doing the optimization for. Um, but some, some are more long-term, like, um, like a word like car insurance is pretty not seasonal. Everybody needs car insurance. Everybody looks for it. 
And so um, words like that, you probably wouldn't necessarily revisit. Um, there's other campaigns where terms change. Um, so people that offer like antivirus software, there's always a new term for it. Like every, you know, whatever, there's like anti-malware and anti-spyware and antivirus. Right. And then they have weird ones like root kits and stuff that people read in some article that, you know, they have no idea what it means, but they know they need it on their computer. <laughs> so they type it in. Um, so clients like that, you know, we're like more likely to revisit um, after, you know, four to six months to see if the, the keywords that we were using for the initial part of the project are still uh, relevant and still being searched for. And, 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 and if we need to build content or focus our efforts around other items. Gotcha. And especially if, like, there's something topical, like newsworthy, you can say now what's being searched around this and right. adjust your strategy. Right. News is another, you know, these big media companies, they have all sorts of keywords that change constantly. And so um, with those, we, we try to target more broader keywords because uh, keywords that have to do with like a moment or an event probably aren't that great. Like you're not going to, um, you're not going to target a keyword like I don't know, like election day. Well, you might do election day, but like some specific event, you know, that happened on August 16th, 2010, you're not necessarily going to target that for the entirety of an SEO campaign. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, we hope that you, uh, take a look at this tool. If you're interested, it's part of the SEO tool set. You can find out more at seotoolset.com. You can call us at 866-517-1900 or you can send an email to support at seotoolset.com for a 30-day money-back guarantee. Thanks, Aaron, for your info. We're going to take a quick break here, though. Stick right there. More SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. As you know, being an expert at f***, What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f*** performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Your virtual webmaster frat house. WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm here with Aaron and Michael. And this week in the Internet and technology industry, we've been witness to some important debate on a topic that could potentially affect the way the web... web uh, affect web publishing practices. And if you pay attention to tech news, you've probably heard about SOPA, which is the Stop Online Piracy Act. It's in the Congress. It was um, debated yesterday. Uh, Yes, yesterday. (laughs) Um, And it looks like uh, it's kind of stuck at the moment. But why? What's all the hubbub about this law? Well, I think one of the probably the thing that concerns um, people in the circles that I run in, um, Hacker News, Reddit, uh, people who are more technically technically oriented and have grown up on the the internet, is the fact that there appears to be a very steep, slippery slope that's created, which could ultimately and quickly lead to a lot of our most popular sites um, going out of commission because they simply would be inoperable because they would have to police their content to a degree which would make them unprofitable. Um, A lot of content could just be taken down, apparently, just on purported copyright holders say so, um, without any proof. Uh, A lot of times, maybe the majority of times, it would be um, infringements that actually fall under fair use, but this becomes a long, litigious process, which, of course, is... uh, um, exactly what copyright holders want. They would rather fair use didn't exist at all. So if they can make it mm-hmm. so uh, fair use it essentially doesn't exist online, they would be ma- um, singing a lot of huzzahs. Yeah. It, it's kind of like marking a site guilty <clears throat> before it's before it's uh, deemed innocent. You know, like if if there's a report of someone hosting something or even linking to something the government um, would have the power to shut them down before, shut the site down before it's even proven whether or not that accusation is correct. Yeah, um, and from I mean, and, and with sites like YouTube and and uh, you know other video sharing sites where they've had piracy as an issue before, um, and they police their content pretty well and remove copyrighted material when they need to, and don't let it linger on the site. This would be kind of like one-upping them and making it available, making making it so that the government has the availability to shut their site down completely. Which, if YouTube was shut down, I think the whole internet would go nuts. <laughs> Are there like laws already that have said that it's totally cool that like sites do not have to be responsible for user-generated content? 
Yes, and so that's why they're trying to create an act which will override that. Because right. currently that's the way like the DMC is read. It's interpreted to mean. And it's funny because actually recent DMC interpretations have come out saying that they're not responsible and that, that kind of thing. And uh, industry groups who were behind the crafting of the DMC are now pushing for the e-parasites and the um, SOPA Act because they say uh, the law, the DMC is not being interpreted correctly, and so we right. need to fix this. It's not being interpreted the way they <laughs> want it to be. <laughs> it's not stopping all these horrible infringers like we expected it to. But that's actually a problem because – so there's all these you know, Google and um, uh, Yahoo and AOL – and a bunch of people are against this, and they took out a full page ad, I think, in the New York Times today or whatever. And so they're really afraid of this of this worst-case scenario sort of happening. But the way I see it is like with the DMCA. Everybody's afraid of about the DMCA, um, too. This is worse, but the fact is YouTube's not going to get shut down. I mean, if YouTube get, did get shut down, a lot of Congress people would lose their jobs. Ironic <laughs> as that seems. As crazy as that sounds, because it's just YouTube. Um, YouTube is the an, an anesthetic for the the lazy masses right now, um, <laughs> sort of like Brave New World. And if they didn't have their silly and and uh, painful online videos, um, Tosh.0 didn't have his source content. <laughs> People didn't have, couldn't see Tosh.0 anymore. Um, a lot of Congress. That's the kind of thing that elections hinge on. If you were responsible for ma- taking away their YouTube, you're going to be out. And so. It would never get that draconian. You know, stuff would happen. It would suck. And I've even heard there's other countries that have laws like this. And it turns out that they are able to police their stuff a little, a little bit more and according to the right. terms of the laws. But they don't enforce them to the way that people are making Yeah, them. it's not going to be the worst case. They're not going to shut down Google one day mm-hmm. because they think that Google is sharing content that's, that's not a- appropriate to some copyright holder. But, but at the same time, it does make that, that – Possible, and I think that's what everybody's starting to freak out about. And it still sucks. Um, we would rather it stay like the kind of wild west, laissez-faire, libertarian uh, <laughs> economy yeah. and society out here, and see where it goes. We're used to it. Yeah, we're, we're used, used to it. We're we used don't to like the being free. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and, uh huh. And it's just it's more creatively energizing and uh, more things can happen when there's fewer restrictions i think and frankly th- uh, this is just another in a an att- attempt by old industries in their death throes to try to hang on to some of the old mentality and the fact is they need just need to get it together and understand delivery of um intellectual property um based creative content has changed and they need to figure out how to monetize it the way it it's natural for the new technology. Um, it's just silly to continue to do these things because they'll just route around it. Right. If, if this happens, then what will happen? So like Tor will become a lot more popular and like, like um, DNS-less uh, websites and right. stuff like that will become more popular. Dark internet will become more popular. I mean, th- they're not going to be able to stop this from happening, so they need to give up. Right. The problem I see, though, then maybe that like the people that are in charge of these passing these acts and stuff aren't in touch with like the reality and so often you see like technology issues especially politicians get lobbied right and so they get lobbied by people that work for the movie and record industry and not by people that you know are just general consumers of the internet so until something like this happens no one really cries up saying that they they need to stop it until something like this happens which is what happened yesterday. <laughs> so, I mean, 
but but eventually they'll start to figure it out, and they'll figure out that a lot of their constituents don't want that kind of censorship on the internet or the possibility of it. And so hopefully they'll you know they'll do what's right and figure out a different way to deal with the problem instead of just you know having a bill that blanketly censors everything. It is kind of hilarious. I mean, it, things like this really do reveal how out of touch the people in Congress are because. I mean, they right. essentially don't use the internet. Many of them don't know how to use email, and if they do, it's mo- only the most rudimentary way possible. And so they just la di da di da. <laughs> this person who contributes to my campaign said this, and this person who contributes to my campaign said this. Okay, we'll write this bill, and then suddenly, boom, backlash, and they're like, do- don't expect yeah. it at all. Where are all these letters and emails and, and outcry and all the local newscasts coming from? We had no idea because they have no idea. They right. don't go on YouTube and they don't watch Tosh Point oh. and right. so. But, you know, so when the backlash happens, but they're not dumb, they want to keep their jobs. And right. so stuff like that has this strong of a public opinion, then they'll just uh, back down. All right. Well, it'll be fun to see what happens as long as it's all good. That's all the time we have this week. We hope you'll check out Bruce Clay, Inc., as well as SEM Synergy on Facebook and on Twitter for updates from us. And go to SEMSynergy.com for more on our guest and topics. There is no guest. <laughs> And go to scmsynergy.com for more on this week's show. Be sure to come to the Webmaster Radio chat room sometime if you're ever free on Thursday at noon Pacific. Have a great week and thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy.